Hi, hmm? ah. oh. hi, you boys and girls out there in podcast land. Today is Father's Day. Well, the day I'm posting this is Father's Day. It could be 4th of July, Halloween, or Christmas by the time you're actually listening to it, but that's neither here nor there. If you've listened to this show since the beginning, then you know the significance that fatherhood plays. Our first two official episodes were all about fathers and the role fatherhood plays in cinema. The next two upcoming episodes of the show will mark the season one finale. So how fitting is it that Father's Day kicks this week off? We're ending the season right where we began. So today I have something special for you. I call it my Of Fathers and Filmmaking Part 3. The first half of this episode is a recap of some of the father-related stories from episode one. At about the halfway mark, I add a new story. It's from filmmaker and video business coach Ryan Coral, owner of Tell, a corporate video protection agency near Detroit, Michigan. He's also the co-owner of Studio Sherpas, a community and resource for small business video producers. Ryan's story is actually the main reason I created this Father's Day episode. After he told it to me, I joked with him, where were you from my uh, Fathers and Filmmaking episode? His is an emotionally powerful story that speaks to the heart of any artist who's been moved by a relationship with his or her dad. So without further ado, I'm Ron Dawson, and this is Radio Film School, a Father's Day special. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Have you ever noticed that father figures and father issues have historically played a key role in film history? That's impossible! Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Wait now, where do you think you're going? Want to give my flower a drink? All right, all right. I'll give the give that the flower. I'll give it a drink. I'm not gonna cry for you. God damn you, fucking asshole! Say it louder. I've abandoned my child! I thought you weren't going to become a man like your father. My father's no different than any other powerful man. I now take from you your power. In the name of my father. And his father before. I own it, our father. Cut you out! And of course, perhaps the most famous of all, the previously referenced scene from the undeniable best episode in the Star Wars saga, pre-JJ, the reveal of Darth Vader as Luke's father will go down as perhaps the categorical biggest cliffhanger in cinema. Well, um, unless you know German. They're predictable. Like, the guy gets the girl and that kid sees dead people and Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, right. So you just happen to guess the biggest cinematic reveal in history? Vader in German means father. His name is literally Darth Father. Huh. Why is it that fathers, or the lack thereof, play such a role in cinema? I was truly fascinated with how many times this topic popped up in my conversation with filmmakers. My style of storytelling, of um, telling other people's stories, uh, tend to evolve as well. Here is award-winning Silicon Valley filmmaker and Full Sail alum Alex Vo. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm getting a little philosophical here, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Philosophy is a big part of the show. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> 
Alex's work is amazing, so getting his perspective on filmmaking was thrilling for me. During my conversation with him, he told me, There's a good quote, um, again, I don't know even who says it, but it's almost like, how could you um, tell someone else's hero's journey when you haven't overcome your own? Now, just to provide context, the hero's journey Alex is referring to is Joseph Campbell's explanation of story in his book, A Hero of a Thousand Faces. It outlines what's called the monomyth. Think of it as a sort of blueprint or structure to popular stories that has been recognized by man throughout time. You see it in religious stories, you see it in myths, you see it in tales, you see it in stories going all the way back to the Odyssey. Star Wars A New Hope is famously used as a modern day hero's journey example. You have a hero who receives a call. You must learn the ways of the Force if you're to come with me to Alderaan. He first refuses the call. I'm not going to Alderaan. I'm going to get home. It's late. I'm in for as it is. Then he goes on a wild adventure fulfilling that call before he or she comes out the other side a new person. I got him! Great Open cracking! A key element of the hero's journey is a passage through the abyss. That's what I'm referring to when I ask Alex. Do you feel like you've been on your own? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I've definitely uh, spent a lot okay. of... <laughs> All right. So part of the hero's... Sorry to cut you off, but part of the hero's journey is like going through that, going through the valley. Yeah. And, and coming out the other... For you, what was that? What was the... What was your hero's journey valley that you went through? The belly of the well, if you will. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I didn't have a very strong family background. And so, um, gosh, my... My dad pretty much walked out um, when, when I was pretty young, so I was raised by my single mother that eventually um, she kind of grown really uh, into a deep depression to the point where she's schizophrenic right now. So I've, I've been her caretaker for a good number of, of years. And um, when, when you're kind of forced to really kind of take care of the people around you and, and you're kind of forced to grow up so early, it's really hard to kind of focus on yourself and, you know, even considering what dreams I had at the time. Um, I, I knew, yeah, I knew filmmaking was well, always something I loved doing, but to, but to even think about um, pursuing it as a full-time profession, and you know, it just seemed just uh, way out of, I don't know, just out of reach for me. I didn't just talk to directors and EPs; I talked to all kinds of artists. By far, one of my favorite and admittedly fanboy conversations was with Slash Film co-host Jeff Kanata. Now, Jeff is an actor by trade and, and rose to fame on the Revision 3 show, The Totally Rad Show. Uh, once that show ended, he and his buddy Anthony Carboni started We Have Concerns, a, a top-ranked iTunes podcast. It's very funny. Be sure to check it out, wehavconcerns.com. All that to say, Jeff is hip-deep in pop culture and is a true connoisseur of cinema. Jeff and Anthony's show has this running joke about Jeff telling dad jokes. Essentially, really corny and cliche jokes that your dad would tell. So, it was only natural the topic of fatherhood would rear its head. A recurring theme that you see in Spielberg films is fatherhood um, yes. and the relation to fatherhood. And just knowing your whole dad jokes thing and what you said about your dad earlier, is that something that has connected with you with Spielberg films, I wonder? A hundred percent. I mean, a lot yeah. of a lot of the the uh, thesis, not thesis, but the themes of of Spielberg are that uh, divorce and and loss of 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 childhood innocence and 
parental supervision and all that stuff. Right. I didn't really go through that. I had a very stable, strong family, and I'm very um, grateful for that. But fathers and sons and the and the feeling of fatherhood and the responsibility of fatherhood is something that has always resonated with me as uh, both a son and uh, a person who expects to be a father at some point, right? So the idea, the idea of that that role and and the responsibility of that role and doing it right and feeling that my own father set a really high bar um, for that and set a great example for me as a man uh, and and just sort of manhood in general and, mm-hmm. and what that means uh, to, to pass on generationally, I find to be very compelling uh, in, in, in art. Now here's part three of Fathers in Filmmaking with filmmaker Ryan Coral. You know, my parents divorced when I was 12 and, uh, and I just, I never thought that I had a, a, a father figure, um, somebody to look up to. And my football coach was really the first person that, um, that kind of gave me that and that invited me to be a part of something that was bigger than me. It was the first time I had gotten to experience a, a brotherhood and, um, and it, you know, it changed my life. It gave me, um, it gave me a picture of what, what I wanted my life to be about, right? Something bigger than myself. Uh, my dad passed away uh, almost 13 years ago. Last week, Monday and Tuesday, I spent uh, all of Monday and all of Tuesday with a, he's a counselor, but uh, today he's a life coach. And I did what's called a life plan. I had a friend that did this um, a couple of months ago, and it was powerful, man, just to hear his experience. So I, I signed up, and he's a friend of ours, has been a friend, friend of ours for a little over a year. Um, and so anyway, I spent all day Monday and Tuesday talking about a, a majority of what we talked about were the um, the significant, 12 of the most significant moments that have happened in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a really hard relationship with my dad once once my parents divorced. Um, I just, I didn't like him, you know, uh, I blamed him for, uh, for the divorce and, you know, he worked midnights and he was blue collar and. Um, you know, and you know, the grand scheme of things, his dad wasn't a good dad either. And alcoholism, drug addiction, you know, just all this stuff that, um, drove me to, uh, to seek community out elsewhere, you know, outside of home and to seek a father figure outside of home and uh, somebody that I could look up to. And, um, so, you know, through years, years of experiencing just, just a real spiteful relationship filled with resentment and all that stuff toward my dad. Um, actually, after high school, I had dated a girl in high school uh, that was she was a Christian and her family were very strong Christians. And, and I didn't really know what that meant other than I loved the family that they had. And so as I'm working through these significant moments in my life, that's the life coach guy is just sort of like, um, you know, he says like, you, you saw a template for, for your life you know, for what you wanted your life to be in, in this family. I was like, wow, I never, I never thought of that before like that. Um, so anyway, my, my heart changed near, right. I, I, I started going to church and I really started investigating who this Jesus guy was. And, uh, and, and my heart changed and, and I started to love my dad and I started to love my family. Um, even though it's still hard and awkward and whatever. Um, and I had lots of baggage, but, um, but I really did. I loved, loved my dad and wanted a better relationship with him. 
long story short, um, he, we became closer and my wife and I got married and he found out that he had cancer and he only had a few months to live. And, uh, he and I got to spend, uh, some, some just very precious moments together toward, toward the end of his life, uh, where, you know, we got to talk about things that matter and not just how's the weather, or, you know, what's the latest report from the doctor, but, um, you know, stuff that, that the conversations, the kind of conversations that dads and sons should have. And, and so I felt like there was closure, you know, he had, he had passed away and I felt there was closure. I felt there was forgiveness. I felt there was love. Um, and, uh, I'm gonna, uh, the interesting thing was I, I actually did not include my dad in, in the 12 significant moments of my life or him passing away. Um, because I felt there was closure in this coach, he just said, He's like, oh, that's that's interesting that you didn't. He's like, you should really think about adding that one. And I'm like, okay, okay. So then we, I added it, and we ended up talking about it for uh, probably an hour on the first day. <laughs> and, and and you know, I'm just in tears because ultimately, you know, the, through the things that had happened with my dad, um, he said by the end of your dad's life, you know, if you look from the time you're 20, uh, 20, 21 years old to the time you're 25 when you passed away, your dad. Uh, he affirmed you and he, he gave you the blessing, um, you know, that a father gives to his son. Jeez, I'm like getting all worked up right now. <laughs> right, I've shared the story. Um, it was just last week, but I've shared it with my wife and uh, my, my closest friends, the experience of it. And every time I just, I like get teared up and, and, uh, it's, it's very moving because I never, you know, I thought there was closure on that relationship and I thought we were, I was in a good spot. But to realize that my dad did affirm me in that um, the choices and the decisions that I had made with my life, he supported me. And in his own way, in his own, you know, blue collar way, not not having received that blessing from his dad, but for him to be able to, in his own way, pass that off to me, along to me, uh, for me to realize this 12 years later, I, I'm just like blown away, um, super just thankful and and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a cool cool journey. So it's been like anytime there's anything uh, talking about you know fathers or identity or whatever, I'm just like drawn to those topics, and I love listening to them and uh, and being encouraged, but also trying to be a, be an encouragement to others. And and then you know I look at the, the relationship I have with my son and my daughters, and I know what I want to do different, and um, you know I want to affirm them and give them a blessing uh, now today I want them to know that they're loved and there's nothing that they can do that uh, that will ever you know make me not love them or uh, whatever but for them to really know their, their their true identity we've explored how this topic of fatherhood has a profound effect on filmmakers from Spielberg to still motion the father wound is one that many of us can connect with whether or not your parental relationship was a powerful one, as an artist, I think it's vitally important to find your vulnerability and be willing to let it affect and infuse your craft. Because when you do, you will also affect your audience in poignant and profound ways that will move them. I think Jeff Kanata put it best when he said, We all feel like we're the only ones feeling these things. And when you come from a place of being intensely personal, even if it isn't someone's exact experience, they can relate to the feeling that it's all yours. 
Many thanks to Ryan, Alex, and Jeff for sharing their personal stories. If you haven't already done so, find episodes 1 and 2 on our blog at daredreamer.fm and take a listen. Part 2 has my personal fatherhood story and pretty much the origin of me as a filmmaker. Alright, that's all for today. Remember, if the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with or cut it on. And happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. How are you going to make me cry on a radio show? What the heck? <laughs> Just call me Baba Waba. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Ah!